Whoa, hey, it's Bob here. Before we get into the breakfast episode, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at the Looters podcast. Looters is an actual play TTRPG show that uses the Stars Without Numbers system, and they have a really fun special coming up for Halloween. Take a listen. Here's the trailer. Miss Halloween. The looters are facing their fears. Now I have that fear. Now Dude, I'm, like I, I'm realizing I'm yeah. scared of everything. You just unlocked my new fear. I live in a constant state of anxieties. With Deanna Nuval. Mm, spiders. Melinda Macklem. I feel like I say I'm fine with heights until I actually am up high. And special guests. Tina Wong Lu. Wait, I'm scared of a head-on collision. And Madeline Hours. Episiotomies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but these final girls are dead set on getting out alive. Never separate from the group. Don't go upstairs. No camping. <laughs> Don't be a person of color. And just kidding. I can't avoid that. Join us on October 24th and the 31st for the final Final Girls, a horrifying two-part special with Game Master Andrew Gauntlet. Uh, boo. Lock your doors, check your back seats, and tune in to the Looters feed wherever you get your podcasts. Spooky! Go check them out at looterspodcast.com or find them wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on to the breakfast! Hi, welcome to Dread and Breakfast! Ooh. Breakfast edition! <laughs> That's right, we're back with a vengeance. <laughs> Dread and Breakfast Soundboard Edition. I've been working on refining my rock and roll scream, but I don't think it's there yet. You're getting there. Uh, I need to practice more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, how much fun are you having with that? <laughs> I hit both, apparently. So the important things today is that... One, Jacob has a soundboard, so oh baby. Uh, and oh two, <laughs> also I'm very healthy. Oh yeah, Jacob, <laughs> the pinnacle. <laughs> Jacob's not the only one who's very healthy. <laughs> but the the other important thing is we're all here for breakfast. What is breakfast? You may be asking. This is where we talk about the shit that we just did for your entertainment so if you have not listened to all of our camp needlewood one shot um there are lots of spoilers ahead so maybe go back and do that we'll still be here when you're done breakfast takes a while it's a buffet welcome back (laughs) that was really good Welcome. Uh, joining us here in the breakfast room today is me. I'm Marissa. I'm Christine. Wow! <laughs> I'm Fob. I'm Jacob. I'm Alicia. Wow. Hey, there was a fifth one. Also, just right out the gate, fucking phenomenal job, Alicia. Like, oh my. <laughs> yes. Like, like, gooks aside, it was so good. Yay. You gave yes. me so many nightmares in like the best way. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys letting me, you know, come on and like try out my own thing with it. And oh, hell yeah. Just, I really appreciate it. It was a ton of fun. I always like how 
every DM has a different style. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I think makes this show very fun is that like we do rotate around and you get those different styles. And so it was fun because like we're all kind of used to each other's style at this point. And so you came in completely new to us, although you've ran D&D for Marissa and Fob before. Yes. I have known Alicia for like eight years. Oh, my God. I don't know how long, man. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> anyway, it was it was delightful to to play with a fresh with fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, Licky Lou. <laughs> Get him. So, Alicia, can you like <laughs> tell us a little bit about like your background as a DM? Like, how long have you been DMing, and is horror your genre of choice? That's a hundred percent your genre of choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, horror is definitely my bread and butter. I absolutely love DMing horror. I love playing games that have horror. Um, I've played a couple different games than just D and D, including like Call of Cthulhu, City mm. of Mist. Uh, I guess City of Mist isn't necessarily a horror one, but you can if Anything you really try. Can be horror, if you try, a um, <laughs> little bit of Pathfinder, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, actually, the first time I played Dread was with Marissa. Oh my god! Uh, many it many was. years ago. That was the what was that? That was the like Aztec one I ran. Yeah. Like, yes, five years ago or something silly. But yeah, I've DM'd at least two full D and D campaigns. That lasted about a year each, and then I'm currently in the process of one that's been going on for two or three years now. Going strong. That Marissa (laughs) is a part of. So good. It's so fun. Is that the one you made a PowerPoint for? Yes, it is. I did make a PowerPoint presentation (laughs) to convince Alicia to let my character do some stupid shit. Yeah, that one's all about the uh, Lovecraft horror. Lots of Lovecraft horror in that one. So you said like horror is your bread and butter. Do you have a favorite horror movie? I actually hate horror movies. Oh, <laughs> she prefers theater of the mind. They okay. scare me. <laughs> no, I get- Alicia, Alicia, I get that a hundred percent. I love horror books, horror comics, uh, horror audio. You know. I love haunted houses, not like actual haunted houses, but like, you know, like ones that you wait, tore wait, through. Would you not like an actual haunted house? Probably not. Okay. How do you feel about haunted dolls? Oh, no. Or haunted um, dishes? Extreme dislike for the dolls. Extreme dislike. I have a traumatic story with dolls. Oh. My grandmother was a hoarder, and one time I opened up a door and I got attacked by a bunch of teams filling out. Yes. Yes, in the middle no. of the night, I was trying to find oh, the restroom. No. Oh, no. You're already like on That's edge. That's amazing. That's I awful. love that. I mean, I hate that that happened to you, but yeah. Oh. No, I mean, oh my God, that's I am so actually good. fine about this. Like, it's oh my silly. God. But um, I don't like dolls. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we're recording in Jacob's house where there is a haunted doll. Somewhere. somewhere. As far as you know. I Don't tell me that. Can I tell you something? I may or may not have obtained a creepy doll, TBD, if it's haunted. Why? But it is musical. Why? Where? Oh, Why? I hate that. I'm so happy about this. I don't know if it's haunted. Now I can't go over your house either. <laughs> You're still over at Jacob's house. I'll point I out. was bribed with food. You ordered the food. I was, yeah, I was gonna. I didn't want to point that out, but thank you, Christine. Alicia, do you have a favorite horror trope? 
then? Or do you just like the genre as a whole? Or do you find like, are there things that you keep coming back to? Mm. And did you incorporate any of those into the Needlewood Dread that you ran? Um, Let's see. So I would say when it comes to different types of horror, my favorite one does tend to lean more towards like the Lovecraft horror. Okay. Um, not because Lovecraft's a good writer. Uh, <laughs> or a person. person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but more just like the existential stuff I think is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of his description of horror being something cold and wet and unknown is very, very unique. Uh-huh. And I know. <laughs> See, it gave you chills. It did. <laughs> um, I'm not, not entirely sure about like a certain trope per se, but... I'd say when it comes to horror, uh, Lovecraft's probably one of the big ones for me. Uh, well, Licky Lou's tongue was pretty wet. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he was a very good uh, monster. God so, damn it. <laughs> can oh, you, thank you. Can you like walk us through like, how did you like approach <laughs> this like story and like creating it? So... I had two completely different ways you could go about the story. Really? Tell all. There was a story that was focused on Licky Lou, which is the one that's the direction you guys ended up taking. Yeah. Also, side note, who named Licky Lou? Was that Marissa? Marissa, <laughs> Marissa <laughs> you are two for two with the banger names was for it Alicia, for ghosts. Alicia, if it, everyone, if it has a dumb name, Marissa named it. I don't know that. If it has true. a name that makes the scary thing not scary, it was Marissa. Mar- it was Marissa. <laughs> <How> I cope. <laughs> but then I love that they become canonical. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, continue. Um, so like I said, there were two different stories basically uh, that were combined, but I wanted to go based off what you and your characters wanted to do. I like having maybe a more fleshed out world, even if the characters don't always hit every single point for sure mm-hmm. so there is one storyline that followed licky lou and then there's another storyline that followed the ghosts yeah i was so curious about the ghosts because they were like patchy and like like tell, tell me more about that because the, the it was it seemed very intentional what you were doing yeah so what was going on with the ghosts is Basically, they had been fading away from being so old and stuck there. And because of all of these ghost stories being told, they kind of splintered. So there were actually multiple of each of the ghosts. Oh, Oh, interesting. Oh, so like when we met Agro Wood's dad, that was Mm -hmm. the version of him that was like, he killed his family in... Yes, the woods, no, but there's dad? Yeah, the guy okay. with the axe. No, that's fine. <laughs> there was a chance that when you were in the woods, uh, you could have ran into the little girl, which was not the oh. little girl in the house, which actually was the aggro little girl that oh, would no. have tried to I feel kill like, people. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we met just the aggro version of like most of the ghosts. <laughs> so then how does Licky Lou tie into like the lore of the camp? He doesn't. Licky Lou eats ghosts oh so where does where does he come from he heard our story you don't know. where does he go but where did he come from cotton eye joe <laughs> i will not disclose that <laughs> alicia we tell horror stories for like a gig and now you've put a creature who might come eat us <laughs> babe if he was babe. real if he was real and had physical form on this earth i don't know 
<laughs> That's fair, a, I mean, yeah, we could be, just decide to be afraid of everything. To be fair, Marissa did, Marissa and Jacob did introduce like a fictional ghost that then Jacob made real and tangible. Yeah. And it does haunt her. So I, I'm okay. <laughs> if you meet Looky Lou, can you let me know that I have a son? <laughs> Well, like wait i know your mom <laughs> stop wait i know your mom that's why you must die <laughs> she did this to me um so yeah there was one story with the ghosts where they had been splintered they'd been fractured and if you had wanted to save them before looky lou ate them oops you would have to figure out how they actually died Oh yeah, we did just kind of nope right out of there. Like that's I, perfectly like, fine, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I said, there were two stories for a reason. It depended on what your characters wanted. Oh, but how did they all die though? Uh, didn't he? Didn't the d- the dad kill them? Well, that's one story. The or other did the story, mom drown them? Yeah, and then the little girl. Or did, did the little thing. girl stab him with a knife? Yeah, yeah. I'm so slow. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. And that's why there was all that stuff in Lori's thing yeah that was kind of tied to it oh like the water quality stuff Mm -hmm. wait say more about that say more about that (laughs) do you want just the full story of what happened to the i mean that's the point (laughs) um so essentially what had happened to the ghosts is uh because this is copper creek because of the mountains and stuff like that there's actually underground tunnels Ooh. Uh, the little girl fell and disappeared and then the parents died from uh, basically going crazy from the water. Oh, oh how that's is cool. is how? Are, <laughs> wait, is that why Groundskeeper Ted is the way he is? Was he just crazy from the water? <laughs> He's crazy from the war. <laughs> yeah. So the camp has a separate pool, so that you guys don't really. Okay. The only time you guys interact with the like the lake water is by like canoeing and kayaking oh, okay so- oh no that's like really important to scout's backstory oh no <laughs> oh no scout i mean you can swim in the lake yes. you'll be you'll be changed forever if you do though well that explains her third arm yeah. oh of oh course. why didn't that come to play during the game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so if you had figured that out you could have helped the ghosts move on instead of getting eaten but they all got eaten, so it doesn't matter. Oh, now I feel like an ass. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they would have killed you. Like, they would have tried to kill oh. you. Um, nom, nom. Like, the little girl in the house that got eaten, yeah. she was definitely going to try to kill you. Wow. Because tr- the mom was hiding from her. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was wondering if that's when she kept telling Lurch, hey, be quiet. And Lurch was like, hey there, ma'am. How can I help you? <laughs> Uh, which then ties back to when he had the kid and was standing by the lake. It's yeah. not because he was going to eat the kid. He was trying to use the kid to lure out the mom. Oh, interesting. So Mikey was just bait that he was just carrying around. Oh. He had no interest in actually killing or hurting any of you guys. Oh, it, it did not stand well, that I mean, way until the end. Yep. He didn't care if you guys did get hurt, but he was trying to use you to get a hold of the ghosts. Yeah, you did a really great job of not telegraphing that because I thought we were all going to get munched. And I guess at the end he was going to munch us. But At the end he was like actively pursuing us. Yes, you guys shot him. Yes. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. 
it was very good and it was really funny to kind of like know what he was doing and you guys are like he's gonna come eat us and i'm like <laughs> you aren't ghosts yet <laughs> oh yikes has, has he that's an interesting point has he done the loophole of if i kill them then i can eat them <laughs> if i kill them and they become a ghost yeah <laughs> he hasn't done it yet yeah yeah he hasn't figured that out yet but speaking of the ending, did you think we would handle it the way that we did? Or was no. that... <laughs> you didn't yep. expect that? Alicia, <laughs> Alicia, they never do. Well, like I said, one of the yes. endings I had set up was for you guys to figure out how they died and then like let them go that way. Um, the other way I was expecting was for you guys to tell a story that would lure him somewhere else. We thought about that. We you did. guys did. We did. And then we were like, but then he'll just be someone else's problem and we got to stop Finish this. Finish him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I mean, I really did wow. like how you guys handled it. And I'm glad that you were able to have the big show off on the fire tower, which was really fun. And it was, it was so like 80s, like it was yes. so of the moment yes. and like, especially um, like we talked about this a little bit off mic, but like no one died, died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was debating on that for a little while of like trying to figure out what felt right for it. And I think I really wanted the ending to feel, I'm trying to think of the right word to phrase this, like really celebratory. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. really feeling like accomplished and satisfied. And I didn't think you guys would get that if Cube and Lurch died. Because I think that's one of the big things with an 80s movie is like the very end is like the high five clapping and like the, you know, slow motion (laughs) jump and everyone's all really happy. And then. (laughs) And then there's some final existential oh no it's not actually totally gone or dead yeah but i knew to get that like that last celebratory part where you guys were like super happy and like mm-hmm. really felt good about what you guys did it really needed for everyone to have survived yeah. yeah well and that's a mechanic that i like about dread is that if you knock over the tower it's not that your character dies in that moment or dies at some point they're just doomed and will be removed from the game mm-hmm. so like i'm pretty sure the rules book like the dread book talks about like your character could be arrested and put in jail and yeah. then they're yeah. gone so it's not necessarily death it can be and often will mm-hmm. um but it does have that flexibility that you can get creative in the narrative and like what you were doing stick to a genre or come up with something that keeps things a little more open-ended Mm-hmm. I still think it would be fun to have one where everyone's a child and when the tower falls over, that's your parent calling you home for dinner. Or something. <laughs> that, that is cute. Like, something stu- like something yes, you know, yeah. stupid like that, but you're or still like, like removed from the game. Pet, you're, you're all pets at a, at a pound and then you get, you get adopted. adopted. Oh, it's actually like a good thing. That's funny. But um, yeah, I just want to underscore something that you said alicia like the world was so fleshed out and like all of the npcs were fucking baller well i don't i don't have to go through all of them but like i am so curious about Lori's backstory like was she like a hippie (laughs) drug lord prepper no she was not a drug lord (laughs) yeah why was she a prepper that's one thing that's a question that i because she was in a cult (laughs) please tell more about that so the reason why she bought the camp is because at one point she lived on a commune in a cult. Oh my god! Uh, that popped up during the sixties. Like there were like so many oh that just popped god. up during right. that time period. Yeah, uh, she loved the commune living, but she got kicked out. Why? Why? She's kind of annoying. <laughs> Not wrong. Honestly, though, yeah, I get it. 
I get it, cult leader. Uh, but that's why uh, she got kicked out. She became like, how to phrase it, like dissatisfied with how the whole counterculture movement went and decided um, that she was done with the system and with people and she's going to just deal with kids instead. Nice. And not pay her taxes. Yeah, well. <laughs> or, or her utility bills. And she was struggling. The camp was struggling. Oh, we should have found a way to turn... Licky Lou into some kind of attraction. Oh, to save the camp. Yeah. Come see the 10 foot long wet scarf. (laughs) (laughs) But also, tell me all of Ted, the groundkeeper's dark secrets. Like, (laughs) horrible PTSD. Yeah, horrible PTSD. (laughs) So he hates people and likes to live alone. You know what? Fair. (laughs) What's his relationship to Chef Larey? His relationship to Chef Larey? Yeah, like, do they get along? They, oh. Yeah, they work together. But do they get along? <laughs> I mean, probably. Like, Are you shipping them? <laughs> yes. I'm not, yes, not shipping them. <laughs> I just want Chef Larey to, to find love. But I loved I loved Chef Larey. Like, yeah, he's uh-huh. sweet. Um, <laughs> he was the one where if anyone had ended up doomed where like they couldn't continue... Um, he was the one I was going to be most likely to bring back and be like, he came oh, back. Oh, that, oh, damn that would have been fun. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they overheard some of your radio message. Oh, my And gosh. he came back. Oh, like, all of the characters felt so profoundly real and that I could spend an entire oh, like, campaign on any one of them. So, like, again, like, oh, thank you. Fantastic job. Um, the world was so cool. And even like the camp itself was fucking rad. Like that map yeah. that you made. I was like, I want to go to all the places. <laughs> it was very fun because I grew up going to sleepaway camp for like years when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And the whole map and the way that you set everything up and the different amenities at the camp, like it just gave me so much deep nostalgia that I was just so delighted to be in this setting, even though it was terrifying. <laughs> Something deep within me was like, ah, oh, yes, I am in my comfort zone. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, one thing about the camp that I yes. do want you to talk about, because I've heard the story and it's fucking bonkers. The inspiration for the cellar oh. um, in the administration <laughs> building. Can you just uh, tell us about that real quick? Sure. <laughs> The cellar in the administration building that had all the prepper stuff in it was based off of my grandma's old basement. Okay. <laughs> which I live, like, I stayed in uh, her house after she moved out for a while. And it is one of the single handedly most terrifying places ever in the world. Fun. So basically, I'll, I'll walk you through this. First off, there's no door to the basement. Bad. Just full open. Yeah hole so you go down these stairs and you get to the bottom and there's no light going down the only light that you have is at the bottom of the steps oh okay so you turn it on and there is a stream of water like a little (laughs) river of water that comes from the chimney all the way across the room and disappears into the wall okay (laughs) so you have to hop over it Mm -hmm. onto the broken tile yep and while you're here, only one half of the room is illuminated. The top half? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, basically, you have the light to your back. 
Oh, bad. And you have to go to the other side of the room, walking over the broken tile as you hear the water running. And there's a long hallway that you can't see when you, like, when you get to the bottom of the stairs, (laughs) you do not see anything in the hallway. So it appears from the ether. It's Kind of, especially when it's dark. So you get down there, you go to where the light switch is, you turn it on, and then you can see down the hallway because the flickering fluorescent hospital lights turn on. And you see a room at the other end of the hallway, which used to have a scarecrow in it. <laughs> we got rid of that scarecrow. As you do. Because you know of all those basement crows. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right in the doorway. Bad. It was awful. So... You approach down this hallway towards the door. So you have to walk to the scarecrow. <laughs> Pay your penance <laughs> with uh, with coins over your eyes so that he doesn't... <laughs> it's kind of like you jump over the river sticks into yeah. hell, like yeah. for sure. You get there and there's now another door to your left as you're facing the scarecrow. <laughs> so you have to turn and put your back to the scarecrow mm. yes. to go into this other room. This other room... It's all concrete in here. There is a little hanging bulb that you have to light by pulling a string. Mm -hmm. There is a chest full of unidentified meats, (laughs) like a chest freezer full of unidentified, unlabeled meats. Very good. Okay, Jeffrey. (laughs) There's another side room in this room that is a work area that just has benches all around with hooks hanging from the ceiling. That's where he gets the bodies. And a crawl space, which is just a hole. Like up near the ceiling area, just a hole cut out into the wall, uh, which connects to the other hole for the crawl space, which is above the washer and dryer. Oh, God. Above? Above. There's a little window (laughs) above (laughs) the old washer. Damn, this is a labyrinth. Yeah. And the industrial (laughs) dryer. Okay. That my grandpa took from his old laundromat business ah. that has a continual open flame. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> what? It had a continual open flame and it blasted hot air. Like a pilot light? Like there is a hatch that I could open up <laughs> and stick my hand in the fire. Oh, it makes s'mores, yes. Basin With my flesh? <laughs> As know. one does. Uh, you also could turn to your left and see where the stream came in and went into the sub pump. Oh, good. And so with your back to the door, you had to do all your laundry. While the scarecrow watches? Hopefully. It's the scarecrow's oh. clothes. Oh. Uh, and then you had to obviously turn off the lights and put your back to everything as you tried to oh, leave. Bad. That's um, awful. It was awful. It was terrifying. I watched Criminal Minds and then did laundry, and that was like one of the worst decisions no. of my life. <laughs> I feel like I would have just used a laundromat. Like, that's not worth yeah. it. I'll pay money. Uh, yeah, the dryer wasn't even that good. <laughs> but it's what? <laughs> that's fucked up. Dude, the dryer was from like. Like I said, when my grandpa owned a laundromat business, which would have been, I mean, it probably closed in like the 80s, 90s. Oh, my God. God. The flaming dryer. Suddenly the admin building at Needlewood does not sound that bad. I also should say that uh, my grandparents did have a child that died there. Oh, oh, I don't remember that part of the story. Yeah, William that my brother's named after. Oh, shit. Yeah, I had an uncle William for a brief time before he passed away. 
That's really sad. I'm sorry. I I didn't know him. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that house is super haunted. I mean, I believe believe that shit. Like, you didn't get rid of the scarecrow. One day you went down and it just wasn't there anymore. We, okay, so (laughs) my cousin was staying with me at the time. Uh Uh-huh. So when I was leaving, like for work one day after we had talked about this, he left the scarecrow on the stairs and didn't tell me. (gasps) And that single-handedly was the worst thing ever. Oh my God. I would never have talked to him again. Sounds like a great bit. That's a good, that's such a, you should have, what you should have done is you should have taken it and you should have put it upstairs in the bathroom looking at you when you opened the door because that would have been so good. No. Or on the towel rack where you don't notice it until you're washing your hands and you glance in the mirror and you oh. see something behind you. Or or just in the fridge where yeah, you go to no, get a cool yeah. snack. These are all real places that Jacob has hidden Shadow the doll. Thanks, Jacob. It's not Thank scary you, at all. Fuck you. Or or placed provocatively upon your bed pillow. I think we did that to you, actually. <laughs> yeah, you think about that. We did that to Jacob. We also... Jacob put Shadow the doll in the uh, fridge one day, no, and then Christine no, and I. No, no, Christine no, and no, I. No, listen. Let me tell it. Listen. Once upon a time, we were having a sleepover. Oh, haha, fun, fun. Jacob's like, here. <laughs> why was. don't you go in the refrigerator and have a beverage? And I said, oh, thanks, Jacob. And I opened it, and there was Shadow hugging a fucking watermelon in the fridge. <laughs> it was a bowl of macerated strawberries. It was still bad. So I screamed and closed the fridge. And then flash forward like five hours. Jacob and I went across the street to the grocery store to get stuff to make late night poutine. And we come back and I go to get a beverage and Shadow is gone and has been replaced by a miniature skeleton figurine. She, I don't know what you're talking about. She just disintegrated. She died in yeah. there. You left her no, in the refrigerator for too long. No. She could it, There's no air in there. And then neither Christine and Fob wouldn't fucking tell me where you put her. So I lived in fear and had to sadly eat my late night poutine. <laughs> We didn't put her anywhere. She just... I think that was what we put her on Jacob's bed, actually. It was, and then I put her on the towel rack. Yes, yep. So it's just a vicious cycle... Of Marissa getting scared. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Transition noise. (laughs) Oh, lovely. I don't know what I was thinking about two seconds ago. (laughs) Who am I? What am I? What is dread? What's happening? Well, Dread is a podcast, this cool show we do. And we did a cool show in Needlewood. Hey! 96.9 The Wolf. Ow! Ow! Um, Ow! It was it was so fun to be able to like do that in like a very meta way of like, oh my god, our characters are making a little radio show. And like <laughs> we make a little radio show. Um because like in like your pitch to it, Alicia, you had laid out like here is this terrifying lore of the camp, and then we got to kind of adapt and run with that in a radio show. I think we came up with the idea that we were doing a radio show. Oh, yeah, you did. guys did. So we were brainstorming characters, and then I think initially we were planning on doing like some sort of a performance. Oh yeah, that, that's where it started. We were planning on doing a performance of this scary thing because it was. 
like the end of camp. Lori would not be on board with it. So we were like, what if we have this secret radio show that the older campers tune into after Lights Out? Yes. Yes. Which like was so rewarding and fucking cool to have that woven into the story. Like, yes, to see it turn around like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was not something that you had initially like planned for, I don't think. Nope. Amazing. Collaboration. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It ended up working really well, especially with um, like Looky Lou and stuff with like kind of fleshing out more of like why he was there and such. So, yeah. But yeah, that that turned out really, really nice. Yeah, and it was just so like weirdly fulfilling and also like, wait a minute, I just like did a goof on myself by this thing that we did coming back to be bad for me. (laughs) It was so cool. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. Speaking of lore, what was the lore behind everyone's camp name? Mats, I think we already did because my name was oh fuck. William Appleby. William Robert Appleby Jr. So like apples, he was allergic to apples, so they just called him Mott. Yeah. Like the apples and awesome apple juice. Did I come up with Mott? I think you I did like, come up with I Mott's, threw it in yes. the slack and I was like, ha ha, apples. And you were like, wait. It's like, wait, this is perfect. <laughs> so that was delightful that was for me good. that you ran with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's better. I think that's better than mine. Mine was just, I can solve a Rubik's Cube very fast, which is definitely <laughs> something that might have come up prior to me getting concussed. That's so fair. Then uh. wasn't solving them very quickly oh, after no. that. So, uh, ye. Did you just have a cube in your pocket the whole time? Oh, it's 100%. That's why it hurts so bad when I fell on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lurch, what was what was the significance of Lurch? Uh, it's a really great story. One time I, Jacob, worked at a summer camp and people called me that. Aww. And <laughs> then I just why? recycled it because uh, I look the way I do and am who I am. <laughs> but Scout? Yeah, so Scout is a lifer at Camp Needlewood. She's been attending since she was very little. And she got her nickname her very first summer during a particularly tenuous game of Capture the Flag where she snuck over to the other team's territory because she was so small. Nobody noticed her. Uh, And so she was able to like overhear their plans and they were like going to try and flank our team or whatever and steal the flag. So she like ran back and like told the leader of their team. And so they started calling her little scout. Uh, And then as she got older, it just became scout. When when you graduate from the camp, will you become big scout? Maybe. Elder Scout. Elder, Elder Scout. Scout. Ancient Scout. <laughs> Eldritch Scout. That's when you sprout your third arm. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, honestly, I loved how fleshed out your guys' characters were. Aww. Like, you could just feel like this entire, like, it felt like there was mm, great yeah. stuff like that you guys had already built in and, like... It just felt like really, really real. It was really nice. Thank you. I think we've learned various strategies because the thing with Dread is they are such quick stories. You're not with your character for these long campaigns. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to dial into your character very quickly as well as create your bonds with the other characters very Mm -hmm. quickly and understand those dynamics. Um, So part of that is that we do at a certain point come together and talk about our characters together and collaborate on, well, how do I know you and how... What's the relationship? Yeah. But I also feel like we played characters that were pretty similar to our personalities, which definitely (laughs) helps. Like, I don't think any of us really was playing anything that was a big stretch. 
I don't know anything about math. I was going to say Marissa's was a bit different. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Mott's is on his shit with the math. You're on your shit with like sound design oh. and story structure. And so like, I see that sharpness in both of you. Oh, that's very sweet. I appreciate that. You're both nerds. Yeah, we are. That's- I think we all are here. <laughs> oh, I do. Never. I do have a brief segment oh jacob um, star white before before we <laughs> Woo! So, so this um is a throwback to a bit that jacob introduced way back in the spectrophobia breakfast calls audible visuals where i show you a thing and you have to explain what it looks like to the listener amazing. so jacob i'm gonna hand this to you Excellent. amazing <laughs> Um, it's a green envelope. Uh-huh. It says uh, Jacob in cursive. Yeah. I know that only from experience of having <laughs> seen my name and having to know it's my name enough. I can't really read cursive, but <laughs> I've had to pick my name out of a lineup enough that I've learned to assume that this is it. I'm going to use this knowledge against you because I'm really good at cursive. Ooh. Congratulations. You now know a secret language Jacob <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> um, it's green. You can open it. I encourage you to do so. Why would I do that? Because then you haven't described it fully. How are you going to describe uh, the inside interior? Inside of it are secrets. Open uh, it. We'll yes, and. Yes, and. Open it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, get that Get that foley of the, of the letter. Open. I only have the two heads. I will come assist. <laughs> yeah, tear it open. Okay, here we go. Um, it's a green envelope with Jacob written on it in cursive. Uh, it's torn open uh-huh. at the top very poorly. Um, about, what about the inside? Reach, reach in there, friend. It's a reverse It's card. an Uno reverse card, bitch, because uh, I brought a haunted doll today. Yay! Yeah, I love haunted dolls. Let me bring her out. Oh, my God. Is it character growth? I think it's character growth in front of our eyes. No, Marissa's still afraid of Shadow. I'm very afraid to touch this doll. Um, oh, oh, it I'm has hair. Okay and a go. veil? So the story, the story <laughs> behind her is once upon a time we did a really fun camp needlewood recording and uh you brought a fucking doll into it and i'm afraid of them and it was like haha so fun and alicia made a comment and you're like oh yeah i have that doll and then two weeks pass (laughs) and we get together to celebrate my birthday we had a delicious tea party alicia made some banging like roasted vegetable sandwiches that i still think about and to celebrate my 29 years on this earth she said here is a gift and i said oh thanks you really shouldn't have and then i opened it and it was that doll she really 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 shouldn't have so go go on jacob open her up okay um (laughs) she's so scary Oh my god. So it's like if a ball of hair had a wedding dress <laughs> on. Um underneath the hair is um Look at her eyes. A very serious um <laughs> blue-eyed little blonde girl uh oh just my. staring directly into your soul. Um big puffy white dress. Um I'm sorry my friend uh Hope who works in the bridal industry <laughs> oh, would be no. mad at me for explaining it only as this this is all i see is white dress and poofy does it have lace or beading or pearls it appears to be lace and uh there's a flower on it there and some ribbons 
and a veil. She's wow. horrifying. That is also the doll that I described in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jacob, you get to keep her now. She's yours. That's great. Would do you think she would like a friend? No. What's, not what's not her, to not to be name? out here right now. I, I don't know, Alicia. Where'd you find this doll? <laughs> this was one of the dolls that attacked me that I talked about. Oh God! Oh. Really? Why do you still have it? Um, because it followed her home. Honestly, I have no idea. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> I just keep finding it in my closets, oh, even though I think that? I threw it out. Oh, oh my God! So, what is their name, though? I've never named it. I think that would give it too much power. Mm. Shadow 2. No! <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. The Bride of Shadow. No. Well, any, anyway, Jacob, congratulations. Thank You're you. You're adopted. Uh, <laughs> no, you are adopting. <laughs> A second Aww. one. Jacob, Yay. you're a parent twice Family's over. Growing. It's a collection now. Yay. Yeah, Jacob, it's not just one creepy doll you have. Now you have a collection. Now it's Hooray. now it's like a bigger explanation whenever someone new comes over your home. Now I'm in my head, I'm like cutting ahead like 35 years from now when like your progeny of some sort will open a door and your doll collection no, will fall upon them. Yes. The cycle <laughs> continues. <laughs> They'll never yeah. be able to escape. And what are we doing here if not leaving a legacy of terrible things for the future? Thanks so Amen. much for listening to... Wait, wait, wait. I have a bit. Oh, It's time for things Christine cut out of the podcast and wanted to make sure got shared anyway. Because I did the rubs for this one. You're stealing um, my bit because I'm slacking off. You're no. not slacking off. You I'm, just went on tour. It's, it's yeah, all good. It's um, I feel like we just play this and we just go for it because there's. <laughs> yeah. I have no explanation. <laughs> okay, give me five pulls. Go for it. I mean, I mean, yeah, go, I go for, for it. it. What the fuck? I yeah, mean, I'm just gonna keep pulling till I get into the shed, basically. A big swing. And off goes the lock, pop into the ether. Yes. What lock? I don't know. Now we will unveil the mysteries of the shed. What could be inside? Maybe a chainsaw. Maybe a lathe. Maybe a snow cone bar. Maybe a Gatling Maybe gun. Maybe a gigantic hula hoop that spins around. You open it up and it's just a murder shed. A murder shed might have anti-ghost tools. A bubble tools. machine. Gigantic no, bubbles yeah. come out when the door opens. Do I see Lots of this music. Happening. Look, it is an elephant. I mean, of normal size because if anything you're watching can him, be yeah. within this okay. shed. I'm going to get like Salt. Look over there. And it's a record player and an entire record of all of Smokey Robinson's greatest hits. Oh, wait. It's almost hits. like it's really hard to hear for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I Ted. don't know why. <laughs> Is the door open yet? I'm still opened. trying to hear Fob. <laughs> you know you can mute me. <laughs> I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine laughter. Welcome back to the end of the episode. I don't like the skip okay, in that we can one. Do this one Dread and Breakfast has been brought to you by viewers like you. <laughs> but legitimately, though, thank you so much for listening. Alicia, thank you so fucking much. Yay! This was incredible. Yay! Thank you, guys. Holy shit. 
do you have any like projects or like things you want to plug? No. Fair enough. <laughs> Great. You know what? That makes it easier. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. Find Alicia if you can. If you dare. Well, thank you, Alicia, for running for us. That was Yay. really, really fun. Oh, thank you. Now goodbye forever. Now everyone. Yes, I will return to the ether. Oh, no. Oh, oh there oh, she goes. Bye, Alicia. Oh, no. But you know who isn't disappearing? It's this podcast. We're coming back, baby. With Woo! a vengeance. I don't know which button to push for Wait. that one. <laughs> push the rock one again. Which dip? We're coming back, baby. With <laughs> yeah, that's season not bad. two. <laughs> Some of the pieces of this season have been, I think, three years in the making yeah. or more by the time they are published. Um, it's rad, y'all. I'm so stoked. We're all very, very, very excited. And it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> and it will be. <laughs> Promises. Vague threats. Ooh. In the meantime, uh, have a great day and have a scary life. <laughs> is that no. what I said? No. <laughs> have a lovely day. We love you. You matter and you're important. Oh, Take yeah. care. Go out in the woods. Go out, <laughs> go out there. in the go, woods. Hey, everybody, go out in the woods and hammock. Bye. Go find a tongue. Bye. Ow! That was the one. Go out and find the tongue. <laughs> this episode of Dread and Breakfast brought to you by... Brought to you by tongues. Oh. This episode of Dread and Breakfast oh, brought to you by All tongues. Right. And I'm back. Did you miss me? Thanks so much for listening to Dread and Breakfast. We'd like to give one final thank you to Alicia for running our Camp Needlewood story. It's great. She's great. And you know what, dear listener? You're great, too. We'd also like to thank Eli Schneider for composing our breakfast theme. A full list of sound credits is available on our website, dntbpod.com. You can also find more of our stuff and maybe a secret or two on our various social media. If you enjoy the show, it would be awesome and super helpful if you could spread the word. Tell a friend, leave a cryptic review, scrawl something ominously intriguing on a public wall. It really does help grow the show. And oh boy, do we have big things planned. We are all hard at work getting ready for the launch of season two. We really appreciate your patience with us and we can promise you it's going to be worth the wait. Keep an eye on the podcast feed and our social media for updates. But in the meantime, we'll just keep spinning our web. See you all dreadfully soon. This story.